Bulls Gold is delivered to you via the Barroom Network, now in its seventh year of providing podcasts about Chicago sports, movies, and more. Make sure to subscribe to the Barroom Network for free and easy downloads of its programming. And visit its merchandising store at deepdishtees.com to purchase t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs. Now, on with the show. I'm Edward Schuler, joined as always by Salim Tudawala. We're coming off a a Bulls victory just a few minutes ago against the Indiana Pacers. But how you doing, Salim? How you doing today, man? Today I'm good. Uh, that game, I didn't know what to think of as we were going into the game. I was like, uh, I don't know, let's see what happens. Um, I know a lot of people were like, oh, Billy, you should change the starting lineup. And I mean, I think I've been, before the season started, I thought, you know, Corey Tripp. Tory Craig should have started, but like people are, are, are making too much of the starting lineup switch. But and obviously everyone was annoyed that Pat was still starting. At least that's what I saw on Twitter. Like most people were just pissed off, mm. uh, cursing out Billy and <laughs> angry that Pat was still starting for some reason. Uh, I made the joke about how Tory Craig is the the basketball Bulls version of the backup QB right now. So he's, uh, he's Tyson Bajan. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Like, uh, look, I, I think definitely there's things that Tory does that is uh, that works well, but like I, it, that switch isn't going to be this uh, major uh, shakeup. But we'll get into that. I mean, because that's stuff we need to talk about. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to give up too much of the uh, meat and potatoes of the show. But yeah, the game was fun. I mean, it was a close game all throughout, and I mean, a solid win. Some concerning things still, even though they won one, but uh, a solid win nonetheless. Yeah, we got a we got a lot to get into. Um, it was a very eventful uh, opening week for the Chicago Bulls. A lot of different emotions, starting with the uh, the blowout loss, if you will, against the Oklahoma City Thunder to start the season. I, I know there was a lot of criticism about that. You you ended up being right about that. I thought that was going to be a close game. So that's what I get for uh, putting on my C-Red hat for a little bit. So uh, I'm not going to do that again the uh, rest of the season. <laughs> okay, okay, see, no joke, man. That team is good. They're, they're, they're a young, hungry team, and they're just a good team, man. Yeah. So, so we- yeah, I was I was worried about that. <laughs> it it, it, it as quick as I thought it would at least like at least they they were able to uh, keep it close for yeah a half a game <laughs> yeah yeah it, it fell apart in the second half so we 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 had that and then we had the uh the the players only meeting following that loss so that caused some <laughs> some more disruption amongst Bulls fans so we had that then we had the um the uh the win against Toronto where, you know, Caruso and, and, and DeMar both did their thing down the stretch. So um, that was cool. An o- o- OT win. I, I feel like 
that game did not start well <laughs> at all. So we had a, a lot more of the same thing where it was like, oh, here we go again. I think Toronto started out 16 to four, but then it, it was just a lot of ebbs and flows. And somehow the Bulls won that one. Uh, and then uh, Saturday or um, yeah, Saturday, they lost to Detroit on the road. So um, it, it, it was just it's, it's just kind of like more of the same. And then we get to this Indiana game and they kept it closed. They, I, I thought they played pretty solid overall, and they closed down the stretch. Some good plays by Demar, Vooch uh, with a nice and one. Um, not the prettiest game, but uh, they they got it done. So a, a lot of different things to talk about here, and uh, we'll bring in our our guest today. I feel like I feel like we always have him when there is a lot going on, and there's just so much to dive into, but. Um, he, he's a great friend of ours. We've had him on the show so many times. He's the co-host of the Switch Theory podcast with another great friend of ours, Chris Abinson. Very knowledgeable, Lero Golden. Lero, welcome back to Bulls Gold, man. Hey, man. Uh, uh, I'm just happy to be back again. It's always fun to uh, you know, get on the pod with you guys and yeah. you know, really talk about this team. And um, you know, hey, why not after a win, baby? You know what I mean, like. <laughs> An unexpected one for me, so I'm kind of happy about this. I'm, I'm I'm happy to talk some ball now, guys. Lero, then comes to my birthday party. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm so sorry about that, man. I really <laughs> no, it's okay. I hope Nora's okay. I hope the thing bad happened. Um, but yeah, uh, that was I. I missed you. Missed you guys there for sure. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We, it, Matt gave me a lot of uh, a crap for it last uh, last show. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we were we were we were uh, giving uh, uh, Ed some uh, fun uh, <laughs> jokes on on not being there either because he couldn't show up from uh, North Carolina to, to support yeah. me. But yeah, yeah. you know, you know how it is. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was actually not not to not to uh, get to. Uh, not to uh, center myself in this uh, pod, but like I was actually like I was happy with the uh, with the show out. I was like, and I know people that couldn't make it. At least they, you know, they reached out, told me, you know, uh, unfortunately I won't be able to make it. I, you know, Lyra would have been there if he could. I know he would have. Um, but I, I was just, it was heartwarming for me to see uh, so many people show up for for me uh, on that night. So yeah, that was a good time. But yeah, let, let's get into some bull stuff. I, I was just, I just wanted to mess with Lero uh, because he's my guy and he, he knows I'm messing around all the time. He, he knows it's all love. Man, I, I'm again, man. I I'm sorry, dude. I you know I. <sighs> it's, it's crazy how life works sometimes, man. Where are you? You plan, and then that day of something happens. It's, uh, you know, my wife was just really, really sick, man. So I had to leave work. I was going to leave straight from work um, to get there, and it just never, it didn't work out that way. So, um, yeah, very frustrating because I definitely was, I was looking forward to, you know, you know, I, I don't I don't really dress up, but I was looking to, you know, put my right. good stuff you on. Your you swaggy. Know, out, your bulls, your bulls, <laughs> bull swag on and, yeah. and pop up in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I dig it. I, I dig it. So, yeah, let, let, let's hop right into it. So we had a um, we we had a Bulls win today, one twelve, one hundred five against the Pacers on the road. Uh, Demar with twenty, Vooch with twenty four, Zach with uh, twenty three. The percentages are not great. Like Demar went six for nineteen, Zach went six for seventeen. Um, the team didn't really take a whole lot of threes in this game, so kind of continuing. 
the uh the downward trend from starting out uh, not hot, but they were taking a lot of threes in like those first couple of games, and that's kind of like drifted off in uh, the two games afterwards. But again, they made some good plays down the stretch and uh, were able to withstand the Pacers team who had been scoring a lot of points in their first couple of games. So um, I-, I guess you could say this is a pretty quality win uh, early in the season, but Definitely, definitely a lot to, to talk about with this game and also what has happened in the last couple of weeks. So, uh, Lara, let me start with you. Um, what do you, we'll start with the Pacers game first before we get into everything else that happened. What are your immediate reactions to this win? They, they made plays down the stress. They showed up, got some stops. Um, I, I thought Pat, Pat and Kobe, I mean, not really big games, but I thought they were better at least than the last game. So, I mean, what were your like immediate reactions to this game? Well, um, I think the biggest thing for me, um, I was kind of hammering at home on Twitter was your big three. Your, your big three have to to play better. You know, some call them the mid three, <laughs> some call them the mud three. You know, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was a typo that and not correct. <laughs> I know, but it made sense though. I mean, look, it looked like they were playing in the mud. Stuck honestly. in the mud. They yeah. stuck in the mud. Um, but I think, you know, you look at those percentages today, you know, you look at those shot attempts. And for me, like as a coach, it, I love what I see. Though that looks like my best my three best players were being aggressive and they were leading the they were they were leading the the, the attack. And that's what it has to be every single game, you know. And I, I thought I thought Billy did a good job of kind of explaining it after the game about uh, Miles Turner being in drop, and they were attacking him. They were getting downhill, forcing you know, um, forcing Miles to have to make a decision. And for the most part, they they were doing a good job. And um, I mean, you know, missing at the rim is pretty, you know, it's, it's something that you don't want to see in the NBA. But when you got a guy like Miles Turner down there, it, it's it can make it can make it a little bit tough. Um, but I thought for overall, I thought I really thought it was a good game for them. Uh, it, it's just ironic that they didn't shoot as many threes and then also scored more. And <laughs> then so it's like it's really funny, you know. They take all the threes before they lose. They take less threes. They win. It's just it's funny as ever. Um, and have their uh, season high so far in four uh, four games of, of points. So um, I don't know, man. I thought it was a good a good start to hopefully them trying to get some rhythm. Um, and uh, yeah, man, that's that's how I kind of felt um, about this game. Say this, like I, I I'm concerned. It's bad that they shot such low volume in threes. I think it's just. It's not something you want to see. You're not going to like so the the lowest three point average I think this season so far is like thirty four or five threes I think, um, and they shot seventeen, and so not even half <laughs> of of that. It's, uh, you're just not going to win that many games, and like the Pacers miss a lot of threes. Like if Pacers shoot just like like 34, 35% from three. I think what did they, what did they shoot uh, from three? I think they were like 26% from downtown. If they, they shoot were, like 10% better. For, 12 for 46. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they just shoot 10% better from three, this game is, is, is a loss easily. Like it just, I mean, I know, I know everyone said, well, well they did, but 
like that's the reality of this league though like this isn't a normal win this is this is a very ugly fast win ugly type of win that we got uh and, and again certainly you celebrate the win but it's it's just the process is not something that's sustainable uh, in yeah. the long run especially on the team if they want to be a playoff team like you have to find a way to get good quality threes up um and i did i feel like they did pass up looks too tonight that that you would like to see them go go for and I mean, granted, like Zach took six. That's probably a little lower than you want him to take, but that was easily, easily the highest three-point shooter. Uh, Vooch only took one. Uh, Pat only took two when he was out there for 22 minutes. Uh, Kobe only ended up taking two. Like, it's just too low of volume for me. Like, Tory Craig and Carter were brought in for shooting threes, and they only took one each. Like, that's just not acceptable at all to me. I mean, I, like, what, what are your thoughts when when you hear me say those? Like, and, and uh, like I know you're the coach and you liked a lot of the stuff you saw, but, like, I just, to me, that's just not acceptable uh, outcome. Um, so, you know what? I tried to come off very, uh, you know, positive. Um, that That's what I was trying to do here. But <laughs> I, let's be honest, man. Um I said it before on um I believe I talked about it on your pod. Um this pod, this very pod that I'm on right now is I mean I don't know like the things that they're that he's trying to hammer home right now. Uh the shot profile that the, or, you know the front office uh was bringing up, you know, how they want to generate these these looks. I just didn't believe that it would be a sustainable uh uh, thing for this team to do consistently because uh, it's not something like, it's not like, you know, they just picked up Vooch mid season and they have to learn how to play with Vooch, you know, or they just picked up a new player and they got to learn how to play. The, no, these are the same guys that Billy has had for, for a while now. Mm-hmm. And you mean to tell me that uh, this very simple thing of, Hey guys, let's start attacking the paint. Let's get into the paint and get the teams in rotations and generate points. I'm sorry, generate open looks that way. You mean to tell me that it took it, it, you can't make that change during a season when it's uh, you know, you can't make that change during a season, but you're telling me that a change like that takes a whole offseason? Like I just don't that is it, it I I just never believed um that it was going to be something that was sustainable because I, I really feel like these these two cats and DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine are going to go back to what they want to do. They want to go crazy off the bounce, get to their spots and and shoot their shots. You know, Zach will Zach will get to the paint, um, you know, more than most of these guys uh, do on this roster. But I mean, Zach is going to do what Zach does, man. And I, I'm continuing to learn learn that about him. Like, he's going to take his shots. If he wants to take those middies that he likes to take, he's going to do it. Same thing with DeMar. DeMar is going to get to his elbow spot, pump fake, pump fake, get to his mid-range shot. Like, I just don't, you know, like tonight. Like, tonight was not a surprise to me. I, I really, I just, you know, in terms of like, you know, the shot attempts from three. Like, I just knew that at some point these dudes are going to be like, look, we're going to play our game and we're going to see where they, where, where it goes. And, you know, I, for, for me, I feel like this in a way, this might end up being something bad because now, you know, DeMar Vooch and Zach can say, Hey, look, we play our way. We're going to win ball games. And, you know, so we'll, I didn't, I'm with you, Celine, but I just wanted to come off positive because I mean, that no, was my whole thing was like, 
you know, these three have to lead the charge. So you got 19 attempts from, from DeMar, you got 19 attempts from Vooch, you got 17 from Zach. Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see these guys, like, being aggressive. Um, yes, you would like to kind of see it spread out a little bit more. But for me, that I that shows me the aggression that these three are basically like, look, if we're going to get going, like, it, it's going to take us. And that's what I want to see. And then the role players just fill in from there. And, uh, yeah, man, I – uh, look, guys, I mean, <laughs> I said it on my pod earlier uh, last night. I, 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 you know, I don't I'm not too high on this, 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 uh, this group in terms of the big three. So, um, yeah, man, um, see, I'm trying yeah, to I try no, to be look, positive. I, but I agree with you. Like, I, <laughs> like even going back to Salim's point, um, Tyrese Halliburton was shooting 46% from three coming into this yep. game, and he went one for eight. So, yep. like, you know, you, to me, watching this game the whole way through, the, like, the Bulls trailed a good bit, but they also led, like, a, a decent bit, too. But the whole way, I'm just like, man, like, the Bulls are down five. But it's like, man, imagine if they had just had, like, a few more threes they had made. Like, it, like it, 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 that's the difference maker, really. Like, you hate to make it a math problem a lot, but right. that's the difference maker. And – Something also stuck out to me, too. Um, you know, our, our guy, Stacey King, I think he said it towards the end of the game. But, you know, he started talking about the three-point attempts and, you know, how the Bulls were 6 for 17. And he was just like, hey, you know, even though, even though this isn't anything groundbreaking, he was just saying, hey, like, maybe it's just time to accept that this is not a three-point shooting team. And these guys just have to find ways to get higher percentage looks in spite of that so you know it's just not i I guess he's kind of saying the same thing as you like hey this is not whatever they were trying to do in the first two games it's not sustainable we cannot expect it and we just got to take the l on that and he's saying like throw in a tower early on that and find other ways to get better looks i don't know how long that will last as well but well it it was interesting hearing him like just flat out say that I, i and i'll and i'll say um, and I'm sure you, you both, you guys will agree is like, okay, if let's say for instance, that is how this team feels and that's how they continue to play the rest of the year. Well, we know that if they continue to play this way, there's not a high ceiling there there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a play in and that's it. So what else do you need to see? Like if they don't, they're not comfortable playing the way that you need to play in order to be a, a consistent competitive basketball team and having to take threes and make threes and they don't want to play that way. Well, we got to figure out, they got to figure out a way how to break this thing up because you're not going to win a lot of ball games. And there's no seat. There's not a high ceiling to that way of playing nowadays. Um, It's just how it is. That's that it is what it is. So, you know, Stacy can say that and, you know, whatever, but we know what that looks like if that's the way they want to play. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be one of those things as we go on into the season. Um, Mathis is going to kill them if they keep playing like this, I think. But I don't know. I, you know, there, there's there was obviously positives to take away from this. And I don't want to act like, you know, the win just to, to kind of complain about the lack of shooting because uh, because there, was, there were good um, – there was good – there for sure we saw some good stuff uh from this team especially with uh i mean we i think you saw a little bit better from patrick williams tonight um he was definitely a lot more involved 
I'll say this. I think, you know, the I, I don't feel like the effort's been the problem for Pat. It's just been like he's missed shot. And, and granted, I think some rebounding stuff is not there. But I, I just think he just doesn't fit well with these the big three. It's he's He doesn't know how to be that off-ball player that, you need with the big three. And that's why, like, it does make sense that Tory Craig plays a little bit more with those guys because Tory Craig can be that a role player. That's just the way, same way Javante could be that role player. I just think that's the problem. It's, you know, it's still a work in progress for Pat to figure out how to play like that. Uh, that's just the reality of it for me, at least at this point. The Look, the one thing that I'm not looking forward to this season with Pat is – like whenever I do log on to Twitter, seeing some sort of like micro analysis of something that he did or did not do being why we need to pay or not pay him. Like, I think I saw some clip of someone like <laughs> using some uh like reason why he didn't celebrate Alex Caruso, like Caruso's like, oh, like the right way. I was just like. <laughs> like are we really doing this right now like it, it was like oh that doesn't look like the celebration of a 20 something million dollar man and it's just like fam come on man like yeah. y'all gotta give it a rest with this uh, stuff uh, man like did we not see him doing the very like like low energy celebration uh when he did the remember the quentin johnson uh dunk yeah was, that's just it's just how he reacts. It has nothing to do with like him not being into yeah. the game or his happy for his teammates or not excited for what, what happened. He's just not someone that like jumps off his seat and does Dale and Terry stuff. Like he, that's not who he is. Like <laughs> yeah, stop, stop microanalyzing <laughs> stupid clips like that. It's just moronic. I'm like, look, man, Patrick Williams. Whatever happens next. Year- like whatever happens next summer, man, he's gonna get his bag either way. I don't know if it's gonna be twenty something million, twenty five million, whatever million it is, he's gonna get paid, and it's not gonna be how he celebrates on the bench is not gonna have anything to do with it. But like getting back to just like the basketball side of it, like I I do hope that he can adjust to that role at some point this season. But I do think that. And we were talking about this. Like, I wanted him to like come off the bench to really start because I feel like he might have more opportunities to really, like, just play the way that we need to see him play in order to really take a step in that development. But I think once you have him in that starting lineup, like, he really does have to play a certain way next to Demar and Vooch and Zach, and it, it's just not a way that I think he's really shown a consistent way of being to to get his. But, um. I'd be open to a lineup change for for that reason, and because Tory Craig is a veteran who should be able to fit really well with all of these guys. So it'll be interesting to see if like Billy actually ever does go to that because I think it could be, I think it actually could be pretty beneficial. Yeah, I I just think um, it is what it is, man. I mean, if you watch if you watch Pat um, clearly, he just has a better feel on the defensive side of the ball than he does on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I think he processes the game better on the de- on defense than he does offense right now. Um, and to me, I think, I think the reason for that is, is in our, in the bull scheme, like him being that weak side rim protector, the the rotator and guarding big wings that those fit his skill set. you know, though, though that's what he naturally uh, coming into the league. That was something that you could project for him. Um, offensively was the side that 
he needed time with. He needed time to figure out like, hey, am I uh, somebody that can be a lead dog and pick and roll and things like that? Am I like he needed those things. And so he hasn't gotten those things. So to me, it like, um, it, it, it to me, it makes total sense why he's just not, uh, you know, he doesn't have a quick, here's the thing. Like, I think he recognizes what he should do on offense mm. too late. And that's what it is. He's just, the processing on offense is just not there. I think he's, I think he sees the game better when he has the ball in his hands, you know? Um, so I, I just, that's just how I think about it. And, um, so I don't know, man, like I was a big, uh, you know, I, I was really like, like you said, Ed, like I've thought if they want to, you know, they're talking about this being the last dance and we got to figure it out. Well, okay. Well, Hey, get as much, you know, out of this group as you can. And I think this group has continued to show that they need really good role players around them to, to flourish. Um, so, Hey, start Tory. Looks, you know, start, uh, you know, Kobe's been fine. Excuse me. Kobe has been doing his thing. So, you know, I just feel like, you know, it would it would work best for the team where you have Pat coming off the bench and now he has more opportunities to do other things um, on offense. Um, and defense is still going to bring what he brings. And, you know, hey, maybe that helps the team going forward. So mm. I just think, you know, uh, if you're really watching Pat, you know, how it is, he just there, – there's a clear difference in how he processes the game. He process, processes the game faster um on the defensive side of the ball than he does on offense with with reading things off ball so it is what it is man um and for this team to you know do what they need to do or what what they want to do they may have to make that that change um and i'm i'm assuming that it may be coming soon with how they played pat in the second half so we'll see so i do want to go to what you were saying about like kind of like you mentioned kind of like the last dance which is weird to talk about with the mid three or big three whatever we're calling it (laughs) but um (laughs) i I do want to go back to that but i do want to ask you this real quick about pat like do you agree with how he's been used in the rotation so far like i mean i think in the uh toronto game i think it was either toronto or detroit game like he kind of got yanked and just sat for like a long time like do you agree with kind of like these short leashes that billy has for him at times or do you think that he should be getting more run to kind of like play through those nights where it, maybe he's not contributing as much offensively. Like, what do you think about those? Well, here's the thing, man. It's like, uh, since, you know, Hey, since he was drafted, you know, I would say how many games with that, but 35 games or something like that before they made the move for Vooch or something like that. I can't remember how long it was before uh, they made a move, but since that point, it's all been about, Hey, we, you know, hey, we're going to put off your, you know, you know, what you, you know, potentially trying to see what you can be um, to put you in this role to put next to these guys. So and I say that to say like, yeah, like I, I me personally, I would love to see him play and, and you know, work through the mistakes, um, you know, turn the ball over and things like that and not feel like you're, you know, uh, every every little thing you're doing is hurting the team. Um but the the way this organization has built this team and uh, you know put this team in a certain type of window, uh, you really uh, you can't blame Billy, uh, and you you really can't you know like hey look, 
Uh, we're, you know, this organization it wants to win right now. I want to win right now as a coach. I got Tory Craig. I got Alex Caruso. Hey, Pat, look, you know, you either got to play better or you're going to sit on the bench because I got two other guys that can play your position. And that sucks. But, I mean, it is what it is right now, man. I mean, the kid is in a tough spot, man. He really is. And some people will say, hey, uh, you know, he's getting paid whatever he's getting paid. He has to figure it out. Uh, he should be good at this already. And, you know, it's bullshit. But, uh, yeah, man, that's just – I just kind of feel like it's a tough – It's it's he's Billy himself is in a tough spot um, because of how they built this roster um, and how, what type of – you know, window they're in right now with DeMar, his contract, Vooch at his age, and Zach, you know, it's it's tough. And he's he's trying to win. So, you know, I, I think that's what's happening with Pat. He's in a he's in a position where if I don't play well to the T, I may not see a lot of minutes. Right. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um like we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe what Billy's doing is good. He's kind of letting Pat earn those minutes. Like I don't mind that if that's the plan here. Like you're kind of letting him, you know, get get his feet wet, get get some you know good games going, and then once you see more games string together that are good, like tonight, you know, the minutes will be up, and Pat will be allowed to uh, close games. Because I mean, Billy did let him. St- Stay in a little longer tonight, uh, the in the first stint than he did on previous nights. Because previous nights he was pulling them within like four minutes of the rotation or, or of the start of starting, and then he was glued to the bench for like pretty much the rest of the half, almost it seemed like. But I mean, he it did seem like Billy allowed him to be out there a little longer. Um, I mean, if that's what Billy's plan is. I, I I don't necessarily want to knock that because I think there is some merit involved in saying challenging Pat to say okay I'm going to I'm going to challenge you to to earn more minutes from me. I think that's fair. Um, and as a coach, I don't know about how you see that uh, value in there. Um, that the hard part is where we just aren't there to see the interactions, to see how he's practicing, to see. You know, in the classroom, when they watch film, uh, that's the hard part to really give a really good answer to that. But if uh-huh. if, um, you know, if that's what it is, where he's like, hey, I'm look, man. You got to earn these minutes because we got some vets here that can really take those minutes and, you know, whatever. Then yeah, you're right. I mean, that makes sense. Um, again, man, it's just the position that he's in right now. It, it's it's what it yeah. is. Right. Right. So. Let, let's go back to what you were you mentioned earlier about the last dance with this team because like like we mentioned at the top after that loss to OKC there was the the players only meeting in the locker room and it it, it got the expected reaction that you would anticipate on social media and I think even like Charles Barkley mentioned it on inside the NBA during the um who he played for thing where he incorrectly guess which team Tory Craig was on, but uh, it, it, it was kind of like a laughing stock. And we've seen comments, I think, from Zach and DeMar about trying to make this work and all of them realizing what's at stake if this does not play out a certain way, probably to a certain point in the season. I think we've also talked about how 
we will know pretty quickly if this team has it or not and not necessarily has it in competing for championships, but actually being a team that can go somewhere this season, be relevant and do something interesting that's worth keeping all of this together. So I I think through four games, it, it still leans toward it's still leaning towards this is not going to work. And somehow they are two and two with within that. But it, it, it's just a struggle. And I think for me, we know why that is because we're missing such a big ingredient to making all of this work with Lonzo Ball. But there are also other factors in this. It's like, I don't know, like there, there's so many different components. And I, I think there's also kind of like the player relationship aspect to where it feels like Demar, Zach, and Bruce, like they get along, they like each other, but it's just hard to make all of this work in the current iteration that it is. So, uh, Lara, what are, what are your thoughts on all of this and where it could be headed if things don't really, you know, go the way that they hope it does? Like, again, this could really be the last kind of like stretch where we're seeing this group as it is because like it it would be hard to bring this back for another run you would think it'd be hard but the way it came you said like jerry ronsworth's like challenge accepted right exactly (laughs) oh you think Um, it'll be tough edward okay (laughs) man for real like um i i um i hope it means that it's, you know, it's time to find some trade partners for, you know, DeMar, get DeMar to a spot, get Zach to a spot. Or, hey, even if you want to keep Zach, mm-hmm. you know, and just move, try to find, you know, maybe the Grizzlies would be, you know, would be interested in Vucevic. Um, because I think, you know, <laughs> and this sounds crazy because we're talk- I'm talking about trades and it's only like four games in. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, looking into the future, if things don't work out, like – uh you know, maybe the Grizzlies would be a good spot, man. I think uh, Vooch's skill set match with like a John Morant would be kind of dope, man. He's still a really good screener. Um, he adds that stretch, you know, big to to it. Um, so, you know, and if you want to play those kind of like, you know, JJJ Vooch lineup where you got JJJ playing the four and I mean, that'd be kind of crazy. And you got two bigs that can stretch it a little bit and that just opens the floor even up. But anyway, um, <laughs> I just think... Um, I just think that me personally, I, I think this team is going to be on pace to probably win 40, maybe less. And that may be just enough for AK and then be like, hey, we just hold on just a little bit longer. Maybe maybe we can w- push for another four wins and get into the, you know, the sixth spot or the, you know, whatever. So I don't know, man. Like, I remember when ak was first hired i was like all about it man dude was getting you know he's getting uh you know fine for tampering to get lonzo I'm like oh we got a killer like <laughs> oh yeah we got a killer to, you know yeah yeah no we felt the same it was like yo he, he ain't scared man he ain't backing right. down like he it, that that first off season or not that wasn't the first one that was like the second one but that off season was was so different because we were not used to seeing a front office make those type of moves. Like they were getting really creative in the ways that they were acquiring players. And it was exciting. They were just like, yo, bump the, yo, bump the picks. Like we're getting the play. Like we're, we're just going to go for it. And we're going to put together a team that makes sense. And that half a season, it was making sense. Like it was like, yeah, this is, this is good. I could get used to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So, I, I mean, I would like to think that, that, you know, if this team doesn't really show improvement, that they would say, hey, you know what, let's go ahead and, you know, get some of these veterans moved out of here and just allow the young guys to, like, this would be, that would be a perfect time to say, you know, hey, Pat, show us something. Hey, Kobe, you got all all the time, all the reps you want, all the, all the you know, whatever you want. Hey, Dalen, <laughs> I know you down there in Windy City, but come on up here, brother, and and uh, let's get up, get on up here, figure it out. Let's play some basketball. You either gonna sink or swim, Dalen. Okay, we gotta figure it out. And at the end of the season, you just you you. I think, I think at the end of this season, you have to understand. You have to know what Patrick is or at least know what what trajectory he can be on. You have to be comfortable with the direction you're going in. Like, I don't think the, the worst thing you can do is it get to the end of the season and, and you still got Vooch, you still got, you know, Zach, you, you, have, you, you know, you signed DeMar to another contract and it's like, here we go again. Like, I think you got to, at some point, you got to be smart and say, okay, this team isn't going anywhere. Let's get it. Let's, let's, let's start what we need to start. So... That's what I hope I see in the future because I just don't have optimism about this this group. I really don't. Yeah, uh, it, it it is sorry that that's where we're at. But like speaking of going places, the next game is in Denver or not sorry Denver in in Dallas, mm. uh, and the next the next week slate's a game. So it's three games this week we have. Uh, to finish off the week is uh, against the Mavericks, then the Nets, and then uh, we go to the Nuggets. Um, two of those three games, I mean, all those games that for the Bulls, there's no gimmies. I mean, I know the the that the the Mavericks haven't really necessarily started off the season. Uh, I mean, they're starting off the season two zero, and I know they've they've looked like. You know, one game they look strong, the other game not as strong. Um, that's that's going to be a tough game for them. Uh, the Nets as well, uh, another team that, I mean, hasn't started off that well. They're one and two, but again, for the Bulls, if I'm the Bulls, I'm not really looking that at, as a game that um, to look over by any means. And then obviously you have the defending champions. Uh, how do you see that this week going? Like deep. Are you hoping for at least one and two? Like, is that what the hope is? Or, I mean, are you hoping that you steal a game against a Mavericks team that that's still trying to figure their stuff out because of, you know, chemistry and stuff like that? And where, where are you guys at with those, with the with their schedule this week? Um, I, Like I said on the pod the other, uh, last night, like, hey, man, if they can go 4-0, and baby. <laughs> hey, do it. You know what I'm saying? But again, like I, I was not optimistic about them winning tonight. So mm-hmm. I I think, um, man, I mean, that's a schedule right there, man. And, you know, I, Dallas, like I know they're they're depending on uh, on their, on on um, my gosh. Why am I blanking on one of my favorite uh, Derek Lively? Um, I know they're depending a lot on Derek Lively, but I mean, I'm telling you right now, man, um, Booch better be ready to play some basketball because uh, he's going to have his little, he's going to have his big, big self working. Okay. Uh, because he's, when he set that screen, he ain't jogging. He's sprinting to the front of the rim. And if ain't nobody uh-huh. over there, uh, it's going to be a dunk. It, it's, it's that simple. Um, you know, it, uh, 
so I don't know, man. I, I, I like you said, one and two is the best to me. I feel like you can hope for. Um, I, I really do because Luca is just a different animal, and uh, yeah, man. And then you got to worry about Kyrie, who you know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, we'll see, man. We'll we'll see. But I think one and two is the the uh, you know most op- optimistic I can be. And hopefully they prove me wrong. Hopefully they prove us wrong. You know what I mean? So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I, feel I like mean, I'm, like I feel like I'm going opposite. Like I'm just, I feel like I got in trouble for being C red last time. So I'm gonna say, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say zero and three just to counter <laughs> counterbalance all of that. But, <laughs> I mean, like like the the Nets, they haven't like so they had a pretty they had a comfortable win against uh, the Hornets, and that's their only win. But the other two wins, they were tough. You know, they were in it. Like, yeah. they lost a one-point game to the Cavs. They lost by five only to the Mavericks. Um, so, like I said, in that, that Nets game is going to be, you know, it's going to be tough. I mean, granted, it's um, luckily or it's a home game, I believe. But, hmm. yeah, I'm just, I'm just it's, I, I guess we, I guess the confidence level will go up if we see more, more wins put together. Um from this team and, and they find, they find a way to win like good wins. Like today, like I said, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't want to be that guy that knocks a win, but like, if they play like this again, against some of these teams that it's not going to come away with a win, like it's not going to be, it's not a, it's not a recipe for success. It's like one of those things you just found a way to win tonight, even though you really didn't play that well. Yeah. Um, that That's what basically happened. And that's not going to happen most nights. And like I said, especially if they if they take twenty two threes against teams, man, they're gonna get their dicks kicked in. I'm sorry, sorry to be crude. Sorry to be crude. They're gonna get their fucking dicks kicked in most nights. Dallas right now is what like seventh and three point rate or something like that. Like Dallas is taking a, a lot of threes, and if you if you try to do what you did, like and I yeah I agree with you something like it's just. Again, it's just it goes back to just watching this game and seeing that the Bulls just are not taking threes, and the Pacers are like almost like tripling them on three point attempts. So it's just like you don't have to be entirely efficient when the other team just isn't taking threes at all. Like you still have a chance to win with all of that. So I don't know, like, it's just really hard for me to just look at the way this team is playing and feel really good about it. Like, I, I think that they have, yeah. they, like, like o- OKC kicked their face in, Toronto out bulls the bulls. Um, yeah, that, was, that game was a disrespect. That game yeah. was a disrespect to basketball. I was up front to the game of basketball, man. Yeah. Both teams should have been ashamed of themselves. They both gave up massive leads. And they just get like Toronto. It was like you know right. Bulls. I, I I was making fun of the Bulls when they gave up the nineteen point lead. I was like, oh great continuity. Bulls give up a a big lead, uh, and then Toronto with like what four minutes left came up a seventeen or eighteen point lead. I was like, oh my god, yeah, this game is. Uh. <laughs> it, it's like, it, it took out like Caruso pulled that game out of his ass and like it, it, yeah. it was a very very unlikely win and like 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 you said earlier it, I'm, I'm not gonna i mean i guess i am knocking a win like okay they won but it, it's still that the way that they're doing it is not sustainable like you can't repeat the way these are being done 
And even the Pacers game tonight, like, yeah, they won, but it, it was just Indiana missed shots. Like, it, <laughs> the Bulls weren't taking those shots. So it's like, what have we seen so far from this team to make us think that, like, they're – I don't know. Like, they to me, they just don't have it. Like, to me, it feels like – this team just feels like a very worse version of kind of like those Bulls teams – from like towards the end of like the Thibodeau run that we're just trying to like win on talent, but they just really didn't have the intangibles anymore. It just feels like a worse version of that. And like, even with the OKC game, I, I know OKC is not a bad team, but you're, you're still, you're facing a really young team on your, in a home opener on your home floor. And they're trying out rookies. They're trying out second year players third year players fourth year players like not very much like i think like like shay and daughter like the the most vet guys they had in that rotation and what shay's like in fifth year dort like sixth year what you have like levine's a vet demar's a vet vooch is a vet craig is a vet jc's a vet caruso's a vet <laughs> drummond's a vet like you have a rotation full of these proven nba players and you cannot beat a young team who yeah they're they're good but like they're still figuring out a lot of stuff you can't beat them on your home floor in the season opener like to me stuff like that is just eye-opening about where this team is at and I know it's not a revelation but it's I don't know (laughs) like I'm just imagining what's gonna happen when this competition heats up and you start facing vets who already know how to beat you down and without thinking twice about it I also think like I get that like you want guys to be animated and getting guys going, but like do do they like it's game four of the season. Why do people have to be getting guys going? You yeah. should be cut like this should be this is not game. This is not the couple games before all-star break when dudes are tired and they're ready to have that break and you know, be with their family for a little bit. Or if you made the all-star game, you get to go to the all-star game, kick it with the guys. You're mentally gone. This isn't like towards the end of the year where maybe you're already out of the auto playoffs and you're mentally gone. Like this is game for the season. Why does Kobe White have to be in a huddle talking to veterans, getting them going? I just don't get it. That doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. Yeah. I, I, and it's the game four of the, of the season. And we, you guys already have to be, picking each other up dog like i just I, to me, exact talking about we didn't play with heart i was like what like again we, we're doing these things again we're talking about how the other team wanted and more what are we doing here yep. so, like please blow this <laughs> fucking team up i don't want to hear this shit anymore <laughs> yeah it's just it, it's a cycle man like it's jamar saying like yeah this ain't gonna happen again and i'm just like and it it's, almost it's gonna happen again. again. <laughs> and you know he only did that because he's like, man, I told these people I can't do that. We gonna we won't go losing like that again. I gotta make sure yeah. we don't lose no, tonight. It, <laughs> it, 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 it's yeah, gonna happen again, was... and it will happen again after it happened again, and it will happen like that. Mister Krabs means from SpongeBob the next time <laughs> and the next time and the ne- like. It's going to go <laughs> down like that. Like I'm like we, oh we've been God. through this before. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, I know people were probably listening to this. Like, damn, like we won the game. Like, <laughs> we just won. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but we gotta win. It's nice, but it's, it process matters. The process matters, and how the 
It's, the, how they won is not a recipe for continued success. It's Dude, just not. I'm sorry. It, that's the reality. That's just the reality. And it's and, right. and that's what we have to actually look at and analyze, too. You can't just be like, well, it worked out this time, so it's fine. I mean, yeah. it, that's not how it works. It's just not. Yeah, they're, they're like, you know, man, Bulls go like, usually you guys are kind of like, you know, chill. You're not like more centered. Right. Like, you know, it, but hey, we won and you guys are. Hey, feeling like this? <laughs> it is me, man. They can blame it on me. I'm the cancerous person coming on today. No, uh, I just, we bring you down. I was trying to be all positive, and and I, I was like, nah, fuck that. I, yeah. This shit sucked. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you said that they were gonna win a game in this next three game stretch. I said they were gonna go zero and three. Like I'm, <laughs> I feel like yeah, I'm gonna I don't bring know what to. <laughs> man, <laughs> woo. <laughs> I mean, it, but the thing is, man, it's like if you are really a ball watcher and you pay attention to like what's going on, like you got to be honest with yourself. Like how many teams are you going to beat shooting 17 threes? Yeah. I, I, I don't know, man. I really don't. You probably don't even beat the the Raptors that night if you don't you, like, I don't know. No. It's, <laughs> <sighs> it, it, it's, it's just like they – they talked about shot profile all like all off season, going back to the exit interviews, and all it took was for two games for that to just drift off like completely. It's just like okay, I mean, <laughs> I, I I don't know, and that's to me that's why what Stacy said like it 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 just kind of like stung a little bit because it was just like man, like it's still October, like. We so like tomorrow's all it's still October and we're just kinda like, well, maybe we're just not a three point shooting team. Maybe it's just not a strength of our hours. And then you just kinda think back to well, why haven't we tried to make it a strength like over these last it's like a it's like a contagion. Like uh car like Javon is shooting one less three a game than he did last season. Yeah. Right. I think well, I don't know how I don't know. Craig might be shooting less than he did last season too. Like I don't like I mean Zach was talking about taking nine threes a game. He's not averaging nine threes, I don't think. I I don't know what he's averaging to be honest, but he took only six tonight. Like And it seems like like Javon, like it seems like he's working harder to score. Like <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Yeah, why? Like, why is Javon like putting the ball on the floor so much and, and trying to create middies? It's like, dude, shoot the fucking three. That is the other thing that I was thinking about. Just watching, I was just like, man, these players are coming from these like contenders, these really good teams where their role is simplified, streamlined, and they do what they are good at and their limitations are hidden a lot better. But here Javon Carter's like, yo, you gotta, you gotta get yours or, you know, it, it's just, it, it's not like this offense is not easy. It, it's not a whole lot looking easy. Like maybe DeMar creating for himself and shooting the midi and, you know, making some difficult shots. Maybe that looks easy for him, but like it, there's very few things in this offense that look easy and repeatable and, that that is a really tough pill to swallow uh, on October thirtieth. Like that's, ooh, just being real, man. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, like I said, you know, and, and yeah, like guys like Pat, Kobe, all those guys need to get more threes up. They all have to. They have to. It just it, they we can't sit here and and 
and finish games when those guys are taking only one three. And they're your best shooters, dude. Like, come on. Like, what are, like you can't have those guys taking one three in a game. It just, it just, yeah, like I said, I don't know. We, we've had enough of complaining. I think, you know, <laughs> let's try to wrap up on a positive we, note. We I won the game. What a positive note. We won, we won the game, man. We won the game. We won the game. There was almost a, a fight at the end. We looked kind of cool, like, you know, with the fight, like that was cool, kind of like old school Bulls Pacers rivalry stuff. Like maybe that was a cool way to maybe. I, I, I still don't know what Zach was exactly mad about. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't, I was like I don't know what happened. Well, I, was I, like, think, okay. I think it's like um, like you you know you play a game right when you're in a game and you call timeout and dude rips the ball out of your hand like and probably says something smart like give me this shit or something like that and like yeah. it's just oh, a yeah. switch snaps real quick oh, and you right. just you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think that's what it was. I don't think he, it really was anything. I think Zach was just like, you know, pissed at what he said or whatever. And and thankfully <laughs> that um thankfully that call on the uh the heel three like was actually reviewed because yeah. like, that was Yeah. Ooh, that was bad. Billy challenged that, yeah. That yeah, yeah. Billy bad. challenged that look. <laughs> hmm Luckily, I was thinking, look, shouldn't that technically be a flop? Because that I mean, I don't right. know. I, like because he, he faked that. He like he there was no reason for him to fall there, dude. Like what are you falling for? Bruh. <laughs> he couldn't even fight. You, you look yeah. up like dang, that he really didn't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, the just goes That's over what? to the table. He's like, Stacey, I touched him. Say like, nah, nah, nah. Right. Good. <laughs> but man, like, I don't know, man. Like, like I said on with Chris, like, you know, like I don't, you know, I don't take pride in like, like I don't go get my, my you know, dinner, get it all ready, you know, get rub my hands together. I'm like, woo, I can't wait for this team to lose tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's not that's not me. You know, I I I would love if dude, if this team went out here like from this day and went out and won, you know, 47 plus games, I'm chilling. Like, okay, fellas, let's go. You know, like, but I'm just trying to be real. I'm trying to be a realist, you know what I mean? Like, and and it's that's just what it is. Is I'm just trying to be a realist. That's yeah. all. And like for me, and I, I've always talked about how I just want to watch competitive basketball. And for me, I'm not really one of those guys who's like, yo, I need to see the Bulls win a championship to define my excitement or compete for a chance. Like to me, a competitive basketball team that plays a good style and wins more games than they lose. Like I'm cool with that. Like if I can come home, turn on a game and, I can see the Bulls compete with the Nuggets or compete with Miami and give it a good shot and maybe win something. Like, yo, I'm I'm cool with it. I know how hard it is to win titles, but when you watch this team, like it just doesn't have that it doesn't have that excitement. They don't really seem to compete at a high level. They don't really seem to play a style that is current with how everyone else is playing. And they just really make things difficult for themselves to win. Like it's very it's very self inflicted. Like they they cannot there there is a ceiling on the way that they can compete and that's that's just i don't know it's just not good but yeah i, I like you i i want to see a really fun team and if, if they came out and were playing a style of basketball that was fun logical and could do something we i think we'd all be ecstatic right now with a two a two start but uh not the case <laughs> man <laughs> yeah. it's uh Huh. It, it, we'll see. We'll is, see how it happens. Yeah. Like, you know, we'll see how the how the 
you know, seasons go on or the game goes season goes on and we'll see what happens in these next three games. Yeah. Um yeah, they got a tough tough game against Dallas, uh coming up. Like I mentioned, Dallas taking a lot of threes. I think second in the league in three point attempts right now, seventh in uh three point rate. So um I think <laughs> that game is going to be you know, um playing with guys playing against Luca is always hell. Like mm-hmm. always hell. But like now that he has a big that he could just throw the ball up and he goes he's gonna go get it. Uh because before, like even Powell, like he was a little bit older, his knee was bothering him, so he wasn't really exploding up like he was when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but now like you as a backside defender, you it's gonna be hell because Luca is so good with eye manipulation. He's so good at being able to throw these no look passes right on point into that corner. So like guys like Pat, you know, Caruso, Tori, when they're they're in those positions, mm-hmm. man, it's gonna be hell for them, man. I hope they got they're getting some good sleep because Luca's gonna have some fun if they're not ready to go. Ooh, gonna be a long night. Uh, uh, they are ready to go. Just <laughs> so one last note on the seventeen threes. I was trying to look at when was the last time a, 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 the league average was seventeen threes. It was two thousand, uh, two thousand six, two thousand seven. When when there was sixteen point nine at three, that was the average league average. So, <laughs> we're we're talking about like thirteen years ago, man. Like, come on. <laughs> come on like what are we doing here let's 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 not do that anymore <laughs> it's, it's an everyday struggle man it, it, it's real man it, it's real out here um I, I i always think back to the last time Lero was on with the the friday quote like <laughs> this ain't enough <laughs> make it enough so <laughs> we gotta make we gotta make these three pointers count, man. Sometimes maybe they'll turn into six pointers for us, but who knows? But um, you know, Jerry Jerry probably <laughs> gave him a call. <laughs> hey, hey, good job, guys. Good job. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. All right, just keep winning. All right, <laughs> like no. Look, oh my gosh. All right, whatever. Look, <laughs> there, there. This is this has been great. We'll we'll save we'll save our listeners. I, I know they're probably like again. We, we won. Can y'all give us some good stuff so we'll 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 end the mercy. So um Laryl, thank you so much, man, for joining us today on Bulls Go. This was this great breaking down this Pacers game and this eventful first week of Bulls basketball back in the regular season. Uh let our listeners know like what what you got work what you working on right now. Like uh what's going on with Switch Theory, what you working on, and just feel free to promote anything, man. Well, the thing is, uh with Swish um, I've been battling with some imposter syndrome and I know, I know, but it's just something that I have every now and then. Um, so I say that to say that like, I've been, I probably have, I probably have been working on this Kobe white piece since the off season, mm-hmm. but for some reason I just haven't finished it. Um, so hopefully it's coming soon. I'll have a, uh, a Kobe white piece coming out, but as for uh swish, um, we're going to be, we're gearing up to get our scout reports ready for this new draft class coming up. Um, we are really about to dial in and get and really get to scouting these games. We've already had some scrimmages happen um, between some of the power five schools. And so we got, we're, we're getting ready to get that started, get that cranked back up. Um, 
other than that, man, I've, I've I've applied to a position that I'm hoping to hear back soon about that would really make things better for me, um, where I can kind of be in my passion um, and and be able to do what I need to do. So other, you know, and uh, man, you know, me and me and Chris being back together uh, to talk bulls. That's that that has been really fun to to get back to doing that. Um, but that that's about it for right now. Um, I, I think high school basketball is getting ready to start back up. I shouldn't say I think it is. So I'll probably be back on the road scouting some of the local town around here. Um, yeah, man. Yo, yeah, love to hear it, man. You staying busy. Uh, real quick, like, uh, what are your what are your early thoughts on um this uh upcoming class with twenty twenty four? I know, I know, I like kind of like the early word was that it's a pretty steep drop from you know last year, but you know, any any optimism, anyone who's like standing out for you, just kind of like with your like early reviews of it. Man, <laughs> so here's the deal, man. Um, there ain't there for damn sure ain't no Wimbies. Yeah. Uh, there's not even a scoot. Um, I just think that yeah, it dropped off. It, it's gonna be a big drop off. But I think if you can get top five, I think there's some talent there that you can get that can come in and really uh, contribute right away. But then again, like every year, man, every year, uh, I shouldn't say every year, but every time that somebody thinks that a draft class is not strong, something happens where during a, um, the season, guys start to just really improve and uh, add things to their games and, you know, things change a little bit. Like, Right now, I'm really looking forward to Alex, Alex Saar, uh, who plays with the Perth Wildcats in NBL. That kid is really good. Um, he's probably more like like a Evan Mobley kind of type big. Um, Justin Edwards, I, a lot of people think he's a top five guy. I, I don't know. I got to still – I think he's more of top, you know, top ten more than top five, maybe around the ten, nine area for me. Uh, Stefan Castle, another a six, seven kind of combo. Um, I mean, Ron Holland is another, is, you know, he, he's a guy that he's fun to watch his motor. You want to talk about motor. The kid, the kid doesn't stop, he, you know, um, he, he rebounds, he, he, he can handle it a little bit. Um, he's a pretty good defender. Modest Bazelis is another guy that's a local talent. Um, from where me and Salim are from, he he started playing in Hinsdale, um, and then he ended up going to Sunrise, and um, now he's in o, uh, not OT uh, the G with Ignite. So um, there are some guys, man. I mean, there are some guys in here to be had. But to be honest with you, you kind of want to get a higher pick so you have your 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 choice of picking what that what's what everybody would. Um, assume is the better of the, the group, you know what I mean? Uh, of a top heavy uh, group. Um, like if the bulls somehow were to get in that area, cause what is it? The top 10, uh, top 10 protected for 2024. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. They have their 24 pick. All right. Um, oh, they do the 20. Yeah. So the 25, 26, 27 is, so 25 is top 10 protected to the Spurs. And then if the Spurs don't get it, then it goes to 26. It's eight, top eight protected. And then if the Spurs don't get it then, it's still top eight protected and 27. And then I believe in 28, it turns into two seconds. Okay. So, I mean, uh, there are a couple guys that I would really love the Bulls to get. 
Um, if you were looking for your big of the future, obviously, if you can get Alex Sar, like that would be ah, amazing. Um, but a close second to that for me would be Donovan Klingon, who's going to be playing for UConn. Uh, it's going to be he's, he's going to be a sophomore this year. Talk about rim protection. You talk about a guy that has a mean streak who can really play basketball. Man, he's 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 got some decent mobility. Um, man, he, he's a he's a good player. He's got good touch around the basket. Um, really like Donovan Klingon. But another guy that I really really like for this Bulls team going forward um, would be Jacoby Walter. He's another player I really like. Um, can really shoot the heck out of the ball. He plays. He competes on the defensive side of the ball. He's athletic. He's got good length. Got a good wingspan. Um, but yeah, man, there, there's a there's some there's some talent in 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 this draft. I wouldn't say it's complete cheeks, but but it's is not. This like it a, lost. Is this like a high level role player draft? I would say so. You're looking at. I would say so. Okay. With guys that have a chance to be more, uh, but but yeah. Yeah, it sounds like one of those where yeah. if there is a star that comes from it, like outside of like maybe the top five, it'll just be random where <laughs> like really random where that comes from. <laughs> yep. Yeah, someone probably someone that was pretty raw that you know someone took a chance on and that guy turns into like this a really great uh, player, obviously. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to follow that that class this season for sure. You got any uh, final thoughts, Salim, before we head on out? Uh, uh, no, yeah, final thoughts. Hopefully the Bulls can uh, to manage to get one win in the next three games. Uh, if they get two, that's even better. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, I, like like I said, they, they need to play better. They need to have a better process in how they try to win these games. Um, and hopefully we can see that. I mean, obviously it's early in the season, and but at the same time, it's this is year three of this product uh the, this the same uh team that they put on the floor so yeah we'll, we'll find out yeah no absolutely we'll we'll see what uh we'll, hopefully it, there's some you know better uh process against dallas on wednesday but uh yeah we'll, we'll definitely be finding out but that concludes today's bulls gold as always you can catch catch our past shows wherever you get your podcast and right here on the barroom network thank you again to Larry Golden for joining us for Salim Suwala. I'm Edward Schuler. This has been Bulls Gold, and we will catch you next time, Bulls fans.